0: Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This This. is your number one crypto podcast. Do hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Woof Big Dog. That's at Woof Big D-A-W-G. Now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the
1: latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I am your host, Big Dog Crypto. And on the 25th episode, we have a very special guest, the one and definitely the only, the Crypto Zombie. How are you doing? Um, well, you know, considering current market conditions, I mean, of
2: course, we've been, our portfolios have been better, but but me as a long-term Bitcoin hodler and, you know, looking at what's happening right now, I'm actually sitting in a good place, man. I'm actually kind of excited finally getting to get some of those cheap coins we've all been waiting for, but absolutely honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for having
1: me on. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And talk about a weekend of all the times to happen. I guess, look, I, I like to sometimes, you know, ask the guest, you know, what's your high prediction? I got, I got to ask you now, what are you thinking as a low? I mean, right now, what are your thoughts?
2: So as a Bitcoin low, I mean, obviously, a lot of it is depending on what is happening. You know, you because this is happening across the board. It's not just in crypto. You know, you're seeing stock markets tanking right now. Everyone's afraid over the fact that the Fed is, you know, looking to taper. So now all this inflation we've been riding on, now they're afraid they're going to start tightening. You know, they're going to start raising rates. So this is... Like I said, the biggest, I will get to your answer in a second, but but just to kind of lead into it, you know, the biggest problem is that, you know, we wanted the institutions, right? That's what we were rooting for. We wanted Wall Street. We wanted the money to come in. And guess what? They are reacting exactly like Wall Street does. So, you know, we used to look at the four-year cycle and it is is very different this time around. So saying because something happened in the past, it's going to happen again. It's kind of hard this time because we're not really looking at those four-year cycles now that we have these big players. So looking at what is set up right now, if we were just looking at the technicals, personally, for me, there was massive, massive demand for Bitcoin at that recent low where we had the accumulation when we fell 55%. And that was between the $28,000 and $30,000 range. We're currently sitting at around thirty-four, maybe thirty-three by the time somebody's watching this video. So for me, I personally say that we are quite close to the bottom. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those crazy wicks, you know, where for a day or two where it comes into the 28s. But personally, I really feel that 30 should hold. It should be the bottom because, you know, Michael Saylor, for example, he had an average Bitcoin price of around 30,200. And considering he's like the shining beacon of hope for, for Bitcoin, I, I would assume or hope at least that that would be the bottom. If we lose 30, could get a little bit worse. Um, but for me, you know, based on what we look at with hash ribbons previously, you generally don't go lower than the previous range low, which is sitting at around 28,000. So for me, I, I don't see Bitcoin going any lower than that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of just hovered around the low 30s and then hopefully started to correct. But biggest problem right now is there is a lot of leverage in the space. There, there is a lot of open interest and you know, inevitably, these guys have to get flushed out, whether it be to the upside or the, down, the downside. And, and a lot of people were long. So, you know, that's that's kind of what's happening right now.
1: You, you just hit the nail on the head because you just said, especially with the width that goes down. And, you know, i go back to what, March of 2020, where we dropped down what was it 38 or four or whatnot. I mean, you know, you know, you've seen. There are a massive, there's always that certain range, right? Where there are just a massive amount of buy orders. So it's kind of like, you know, and this, you can, like you said, the institutions are here. We wanted them here while they're here. And I think they've got their stuff ready to go. Like they're waiting for that wick too. <laughs> oh no, they do. They do. I mean, it's been confirmed. There, there, there are a
2: lot of them right now. In fact, if I just put a video out, if you guys wanted to check it out, where I, I talk specifically about, there are a lot of them that were angry. They, they were frustrated that they missed the move from 10,000 to 60,000. A lot of them sat on the sidelines. While the price six X, you know, don't forget COVID crash. We were sitting at around $3,600. So when you really zoom out and have a look at it, yeah, it's, it's scary being down 50%, but when you actually look at the logarithmic scale, Bitcoin's doing just fine. It's just very scary if you are a new market participant. You just got in in the past year. You may not have experienced this, but I'm, you know, guys like you and I. I'm sure you've been in the space for a while. I mean, we've seen multiple thirty percent, forty percent, fifty percent crashes, even in bull runs, even in rallies. You know, and and the unfortunate thing is, Bitcoin is a very volatile asset. And you know, one thing that I I, I kind of stress to people is. So you hear them talking about the on-chain data and they talk about the fact that, you know, we have some of the lowest levels of Bitcoin on exchange in history. This is a double-edged sword. This is a great thing. This shows us that the long-term holders are holding. They're taking their money off the exchange. They're putting it into their own cold storage. This is great. This is awesome. You know, if you look at who's been selling on the heat maps, it's mostly been people that have gotten recently, majority in the past year. So a lot of those speculators that came into crypto in the past year, they heard about their friends, they saw the price going up 6x. They wanted a piece of the pie. You know, gr- f- fear and greed right? Well, they're the ones that were greedy and now they're the ones that are fearful. Long-term holders are hodling. But the downside, the downside to the fact that you now have all this off the exchange, although it's good fundamentally, the order books are thinner on the exchange. So now if a big whale does want to get out of a position, there's not as many Bitcoin on the exchange. And this actually creates a liquidity crisis, but not in the way that we want it to if they're trying to sell. But the good news is that somebody's buying it on the other end. Who's buying it? I know I am. I hope the HODLers are, you know, and and this is the thing, you know, when everyone was selling their Bitcoin to the institutions, now we're playing their game. But remember that we had an opportunity to front run them. This was one of the first opportunities that people had a chance to get into crypto before, you know, crypto before the institutions. Usually they get in and then, you know, you can get their leftover scraps when when, when it goes public and all that, whatever. So I, for me personally, I, I don't fear these downturns. They're, they're I'm more afraid of running out of my my cash position. I'm afraid that I'm going to run out of money to buy the dip. That's my biggest
1: fear, not not the not the price crashing, you know. Yeah, you know it's interesting because your videos, and I, I told you, man, I love your videos. I watch your channel for a long time. Um, to me, you have really one of the most accurate as far as just hey, look, this is what I think is going to happen, and this is what I'm looking at. You know, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed you know your analysis on stuff over the years. Um, one thing I've heard you say often is DCA, and, and this is yeah. you know, it's fun. people that have historic that have historically DCA'd right over the past ten years have done fine, and so you see people that bought maybe at 60 now, like oh my gosh, I'm selling at this, you know you dca and you keep going you're going to be good St- statistically speaking
2: you can go to the charts i mean you can even go to, there's actually a um there's a website it's dcabtc.com you can go to it right now and you can type in hypothetical had i bought this much held this much for this long what would my percentage be and the funniest thing is you can go to every i mean obviously we're currently in a, in a correction now so we don't have the data but if you look at all the past peaks that bitcoin has ever had in existence if you had bought the absolute Peak. you were the worst buyer. You bought the top and you just waited three and a half years. You've minimally, minimally 3Xed, in, in minimal. You know, some, in some cases, you know, from the thousand to the 2000, you would have 20Xed even if you had bought the all time high. And history has, you know, even though some people may say 13 years of data isn't quite enough. Fair enough. I get it. We're still new. But historically speaking, nobody whose, whose dollar cost average has ever lost over a three and a half year period. So it really is your time horizon. And which is why I say a lot of these people that are, you know, they got in the space, you know, I had so many friends asking me about Shiba Inu and Dogecoin and all these other things. And look, I am not against speculation. Some people think I'm a maximalist. I'm not. You know, I, I, I love playing with the altcoins, but at the end of the day, Bitcoin is the boat that raises all, you know, the, the, the tide, I should say that raises all boats. And right now, Bitcoin's in a tough place, you know, and and and, you know, you, you had a lot of capital, people pulling money out of bitcoin into these speculative doggy coins and you know all these crazy whatever tokens that were coming out you know I'm not a big meme coin fan no disrespect if you're if if you guys are into it that's you I respect all crypto I'm not a big meme coin guy but um yeah and and what happened now you're seeing them get flushed out and what you're going to end up seeing is a lot of that capital run back in as people realize wow you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, stick with the things that are proven, you know, Ethereum, for example, also has a great use case, Um, actually, arguably has more of a a unit of account than Bitcoin, which is hard to admit as a Bitcoiner. I mean, Bitcoin has its purpose but i mean ethereum you know you have nfts that are that are denominated in ethereum you have a gas that you need for the network for transactions growing use cases for the metaverse narrative so you know bitcoin ethereum we know a lot of these other plays are speculative solana had a great year but they still have a lot to prove elrond has a lot to prove avalanche you know these are great plays but 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 we don't know yet you know and it's it's definitely like i say man um definitely like i have most of my capital allocated into bitcoin and um, you know, one of the things that I told people a- along the entire journey is to take profits, especially in these altcoins. Like, if, if you have you're up, you know, two x, three x, ten x, and you're not minimally getting back y- your investment capital, what what are you doing? Like that that now you're just gambling. You're literally just gambling. You're not investing. Um, although for me, when I take profits, I take profit in Bitcoin. So I don't know what that means. Some people will be like, oh well, that's silly. You know, you took profit in Bitcoin at forty two. Now it's at thirty five. Okay, you got me there, but I have more Bitcoin than I had yesterday. So to me, that is that is winning. I am winning. You know what I mean? Because I don't care what happens in the next six months. I, I've we've been here for years. You know what's yeah. an, what's another six months to eight months to wait for this cycle to correct? It's nothing when you consider the discount that you're getting today. So.
1: You know that. Interesting you say that because that's one of the biggest things about people taking profit. Um, you know, and you talk about the, the, the dog coins and whatnot. I mean, you've seen stuff go up and skyrocket. And so often people don't take profit. Um, what do you think? And, you know, you go back to 2017, early 18. And, you know, you saw, of course, things doing 100x, 1000x. Um, what do you think is, I would say the main reason people don't take profit. But what would be the one thing you'd say to somebody that, like, you know, people are going to watch this. There's new people in space. They're going to have stuff that goes 10x, 20x, 100x. What would you kind of suggest to them? When they say, well, you know what? I'm It went 20X, but I'm waiting for 100X. Like, what do you tell somebody like that? You know what I mean? Like, especially new people that just haven't been through these cycles.
2: It's like I just kind of said previously, you're, you're basically just gambling. You know, you have no strategy. And if you don't have a strategy or you don't have conviction in what you're doing, it's going to be a lot harder for you. Like, look, if you're waiting for... Okay, so I guess the difference I'm trying to say is that, like, when you, when you look at a lot of the altcoins, the mentality is... I, I want to buy at this price so I can sell at this price. That is not the mentality of true Bitcoin holders. you know. And I'm not being a maxi here. I'm just saying... People don't buy Bitcoin saying, "Oh, you know, some people do, but but the hardcore holders don't buy Bitcoin in hopes of selling it for more one day. They buy it because they know that it is the ultimate hedge against inflation, a corrupt system. There's so many people globally that don't, don't even have access to, you know, baskets of indexes like S&Ps and stuff like that. Bitcoin really is the universal people's money. So to these people, I guess I would just say to them, like, Number one, you should take profits, like I said previously. But hey, look, if you have conviction and, and, and you believe in this project, this this altcoin that you're holding, sure, hold it out then. I mean, a lot of the altcoins that some of them you know fell 80, 90 percent last last cycle and they put in new all-time highs this cycle. Some of them didn't, though. A lot of them didn't. So, you know, to that I say it's really it's it's the individual. If you if you have the conviction and you and you like the project and you believe in them, then you can hold through anything. But if you're just sitting there waiting for a gain, Know and that's your only reason for owning this this altcoin, it's gonna be really, really hard for you. It's gonna be very taxing. You're probably not gonna sleep well at night. So, best thing you could do is if your coin is up, minimally, minimally get back your initial investment. And then let the rest ride. You're playing with free money. If it goes down, who cares? At least you didn't lose anything. You know, that's my strategy. That's how I've always done it. I always I always try to take back what I put in, and then I just let the rest ride, and then you know, we just see as long as you can. Not lose your initial capital. That's that. I
1: think that's the most important thing. You don't want to end up less than where you started. You know what I mean? No doubt. I mean that's 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 the bottom line on on how to do things and how to look at things, um, especially seeing things go up, go down. Um, but speaking of that, I mean, how long have you been in the space? Like, when did you first get in? When did you first hear about crypto? Like, how did you get involved? Well, I, for,
2: I first heard about crypto at a time in which I wish I bought. It was in college. And one of my friends, and this was back in the day when you could mine it on your laptop. Imagine this, people getting 50 Bitcoin per block on their laptop. I'm too busy partying with my friends. You know, God, I wish I paid attention. So I had heard about it back when it was like an ungodly low number, like $10 or something from my one friend in college. Laughed it off. Haha, very funny. Fast forward years later to the beginning of 2017. Um I was transitioning between jobs. I was doing some uh, affiliate marketing on the side just to kind of just make some extra income. And one of the guys I worked with had to send money to a guy. I don't remember it was like a country, like a it was like not Turkey. It was like some country on the other side and he sent him bitcoin. And I was just like, "Wait, what? Hold on. This thing I heard about in college. I was like, "This is this is still around?" He's like, oh, yeah, people are using it for transactions. They're sending it to each other. Um, and he's like, and then, he, you know, of course, he's like, and of course, the price has been going up recently. So I, I'm interested now, you know, I'm trying to figure out ways to make money. So I bought like $200 of it. Um, th- I bought it I bought it when it was $2,000. Imagine that my first Bitcoin purchase, was like 200 bucks, $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. Don't pay any attention. Randomly come back to my Coinbase like a couple of weeks later. My $200 is now $400. All right, I'm interested. I mean, you know, because, hey, money, right? So it was that that uh, it was a, it was originally the fact that I, you know, I doubled my money without expecting it. But then once I started doing the research and looking into it and realizing what Bitcoin was, I just went down the rabbit hole. I couldn't focus at my job. I had my headphones in. I was listening to every single YouTuber, Twitter analyst, you name it. I couldn't stop listening to it. And finally, it was at the end of that year, 2017, that I said to myself, this is what I want to do. Like I want to I want to get in. I want to buy I, and, and it was crazy. I did something nobody should do not financial advice. I went all in. My house went into foreclosure. I sold my car. I went I rode a bike for 2 years and every single dollar every I sold things on eBay. I could not stop buying Bitcoin once I realized really truly what it was. And the rest is history. Started my own channel and and here I am, you know, 5 years later still doing it, man. It's like it just it's the black hole. It sucks you in once you, you know, you went
1: down the road. <laughs> you really yeah. down the road. like that. You're talking about going into it. Like that's a lot. It's yeah. crazy.
2: You know, you start doing the math, you start realizing, you know, how, how it works. And it just completely warps your brain. When you think of like what you know about monetary policy and the financial system, it's like everything you learned in school, it kind of just goes out the window. Once you start looking at Bitcoin and you're like, I can't believe it took us Thousands and thousands of years to figure this out. I mean, gold has been around for five thousand years, but we know gold has a lot of inherent flaws. And people say, "Oh, it's used in, in 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 you know jewelry and electronics." Fair enough, but I'll tell you this: if you think that Apple is, it, let, let's say hypothetically, gold does go up, like let's say gold goes up like three hundred percent, right? Do You think Apple's not going to find some alternative synthetic version? You think they're going to still no? So what I'm saying is that whole you, know, you can use it for jewelry, fine, vanity. But yeah. store of value, what are you going to do? Lug around a, a, a sack full of gold everywhere? And like, I don't know. I know. To me, Bitcoin was just the answer, man. It just it just made so much sense.
1: And you know, all the gold, thing, I always tell people, look, if you really believe everybody that has a claim on gold, that has paper for gold, if everybody asks to have their gold turned in, it doesn't exist in the world. You know what I mean? I, I've heard things about it, it can fit a Olympic size, swim, swimming pool or two or whatever. But in general, I highly doubt if everybody who has a claim to gold has to have it. They don't have that in the world. You know what I mean? Talk about. And whereas Bitcoin, you know, twenty one million, like there's no question. You know, we exactly.
2: Have. We have no idea. We have no idea. How, how do how do they verify uh, what's in Fort Knox? From what I heard, there's one guy that shows up pretty much once a year. He sticks his head in and goes, "Yeah, all the gold's there." <laughs> that's about that's about the verification process of gold. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. It's all there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I'll take your word. Like, I mean, Bitcoin is like, you know, it's, it's transparent, it's honest and you know, it's safe. People freak out, you know, 51% attacks. Look, Bitcoin has been getting attacked. People don't even realize it's attacked all the time. People are constantly, it's, it's, it's just completely resistant against this. And you know what, if it did, let's say get attacked, let's say the government has a nefarious plan and and they're just going to 51% attack the mining power. Okay, fine. But do you have enough cost to keep that up? Do you know how expensive that? Because it's not just one time. You got to keep this going forever. It would totally financially drain them. And honestly, at that point, we would just say, okay, you know what? You keep that. We'll just go with this chain. You know, because yeah. people have tried to fork it in the past. They did the Bitcoin cash. I mean, technically, Litecoin is even a fork of Bitcoin, really. Dogecoin is a fork of Litecoin. But at the end of the day, the original king, he just keeps going. And that's that's consensus. That's people. We, we chose that, you know, and it, 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 that's why I say it is the people's money. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to learn that, especially if we have a really bad uh, market in crypto. A lot of these people that bought these altcoins speculatively, I think sometimes you need it to wake up and, and realize, you know, hey, like, you know, Bitcoin really is, you know, it's the safest. It's it's the most secure. So,
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's things like you said, we're going through cycles and, you know, you've been through several cycles. I've been through several and new people are learning about those. Um. But I, speaking of that I, and I always tell because people message me on Twitter they say, hey you know where's the, you know where can I, I learn about stuff and I'll recommend I've recommended your channel um, I recommend certain things. Um, I do want to ask you though um, how did you decide to start your channel like what, what was the impetus to say you know what because I mean that's kind of a big thing and, and you put forward a lot of content. So what made you decide? Yeah. I spend hours people people don't realize like for a 20 minute video
2: it's like all morning. Because, you know, I, I really try to bring together the best of the fundamentals and the TA. I, I like to mix it both because there's always two sides. It's not just, just fundamentals or just TA. But uh, to, that kind of leads into the answer. Really what happened was when I first got into crypto, I was listening to a lot of these channels, but I didn't really find a channel that I felt was really well-rounded. Like you'd have guys, they would be only doing TA content and that was all they'd be doing. Or you'd have guys that would only be doing news content. They would just be talking about the fundamentals or, or like some channels, just only shilling altcoins. Just every day, I'm just shilling a new coin. And I just felt like there was no average channel For the regular person, like if I wanted to figure stuff out, I had to kind of listen to five different channels talking about five different things, put them together and then try to come up with my own narrative. And you know, obviously, um, I used to work. Believe it or not, my, my family business. My my, my dad. Uh, we do landscaping. Um, we're like the biggest in the area. So that was a, that was going to be sort of my future. I was going to be a landscaper. So I, I had the, the the winter. We're not doing anything. It's snowing. I'm off. I have, I have nothing to do. And I said to myself, you know what? Let me just turn on the camera because let me put forward the stuff that I kind of wish that I could have heard all these years. So really, you know, people used to make fun of me and call me the good morning America of crypto. You know, uh, I I just wanted to make a channel for the average guy to listen to. Like, look, it's got some technicals, it has some advanced talk, but I also like to just explain things like 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 to a five-year-old, right? Like here's just the basics, simple, what's happening.
1: I'm just saying, as a viewer, it's you. You're just talking like you and I are sitting in a coffee shop talking about crypto, and that's kind of, I think, what I like about it so much. I it's am, kind of- I am honestly, like I, I don't speak because you know what?
2: At the end of the day, I am an average guy. You know, people say to me, oh, you know, how did you learn TA? How did you get into crypto? How did you learn about trading? I'm just a regular guy. I came from a background, a family of landscapers. I used to be in some bands in college, played the drums. Very average guy. It's just time. And I believe that time is the answer. Like I always say, time in the market is better than trying to time the market. Everyone says, "Where can I learn how to do this?" Turn on your laptop and Google. And you know, look, watch videos. Uh, you know, go on to exchanges, get involved, learn. Yeah. That's the only way, like, it's just perfectioning the craft. You can teach someone, you can tell someone, but at the end of the day, and this goes for everything in life, not just crypto, the best way to become better at something is to simply practice it, be involved in it, you know? And that's all I say to people, like, look, you're going to make mistakes. I have, I don't even want to think about the money I've left on the table. I mean, I, I, I sold, I sold the absolute bottoms, bought the absolute tops. I've traded and lost money. I mean, trust me, I've done everything you could possibly do and it's all these mistakes that help you to become better. And I think you have to make mistakes especially in crypto and trading and that's just how you learn, you know? School doesn't teach you that. School punishes you for making mistakes. In real life, mistakes happen all the time. In fact, some of the most successful people make more mistakes than anyone else because they took more chances, you know? So don't be discouraged, you know? And and, and to everyone out there that's freaking out over the price, I promise this is going to pass. When I don't know, um, but I can give you, I can tell you my, my 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 projection for the top. I know you didn't ask for it, but you did ask me for my bottom prediction. I think that I think a, a wick down to about twenty eight would be worst case. After that, not to say that it couldn't happen, but I mean that's extreme. That is really extreme. Like that, like that is something that that's black swan territory. Um, yeah. I just don't see that happening. But as far as the Bitcoin high is concerned, we actually put out a video on the channel where we had looked over Fibonacci levels talking about previous cycles. And you find that every time we always do have this retest around the 1.618, which currently today is sitting at exactly that $28,000 to $30,000 level that I saw. And if you take diminishing returns, we're not going to make as much each time, but you do follow the logarithmic uh, regression of it. It does put Bitcoin at around $190,000 top for this cycle. So considering we're having lengthening cycles, we may have to wait until the end of this year or the beginning of next year. But I personally think that we're not going to see the broader macro trend broken, although we've broken it on the lower level. The monthly is still intact. We're still we're still putting in higher highs and higher lows. So So would you
1: consider this an extended uh, bull market? If, we, if we're looking, I'm just saying if we're looking like that, because I'm thinking, okay, in the next 12 months, one and I could see that absolutely. To, to be do. honest with you, this is how I feel. And look, I could be totally
2: wrong. And and I, you know, I'll fall on my sword and I'll say I was wrong. You could show me this in a few months and say you were wrong, K dub, and I'll take it. But I do believe that because we have the institutions, because we have a lot more capital, we have higher market cap, we we have we need more liquidity to move prices in either direction. I personally think that we are going to see lengthening cycles. And not only that, I think we're not going to see as long, like, okay, so previously you basically had, you know, we go for this year and a half rally, and then we'll go for like a two and a half year bear market. Right. And I mean, it's just like excruciating. You're waiting for it to be over with. I think what we're going to see now is more of these mini trends where we don't go into like a full on like bear yearly two year market. But I think like, for example, what we're seeing right now and what we saw back, uh, you know, last year when we had the, the, the dip that that lasted for two months. And then we've recovered. So because this is happening now in, in, in tandem with what the Fed is saying and lots of fears on Wall Street, maybe we go into like a, a four a four to six month slowly grinding trend before then coming out of it. I, I In the sense of the lengthening trend, I think we're going to see longer time until the top. But I also think we're going to see less time. In these markets, like you know, we had the big run up, then we had the dip, but they were only months, it was like three months up, two months down, two months up, two months down, kind of like that, which is actually more like a traditional market, you know, instead of like we're getting having these crazy moves all the time. So, you
1: know, there's people before that said they're non correlated, they're correlated. Do you find them to be, uh, you know, the markets crypto and traditional to be more correlated now, or how do you put them together?
2: It's really weird. So they are definitely correlated. We're seeing that now. I mean, in fact, you know, I wake up in New York, so I get to see the open at 930 in the morning and I, you know, I watch it and I swear it's like crypto doesn't do anything. It's like crickets. And then all of a sudden the S&P opens and whatever it starts to, if if it starts out with a green candle, all of a sudden Bitcoin starts going up. So there has been a big correlation lately, definitely for sure. But I do still think that a lot of the correlation is on smaller time frames dailies, weeklies, and stuff like that. But as I said, if you look at the broader market, Bitcoin always over time will adjust. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and eventually, it I, I do believe it does become non-correlated on the bigger picture. But like, if, if you wake up tomorrow and stocks are down 10%, you're not going to see Bitcoin have a rally. It's not going to do that. But if, let's say, stocks go into this like terrible grinding, sort of really crappy sideways, almost nothing is happening, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bitcoin start recovering. I mean, especially when you look at the amount of money uh, globally, I, I just retweeted a tweet on my Twitter, um, looking at the multiple trillions of dollars, you know, globally, Bitcoin represents about 013 uh, percent of all of that, you know, so, so you got to look at even if Bitcoin was to just take 3%, just 3% of all the global money, you're talking a million dollar Bitcoin right there. It's actually just math. It's not that crazy. But you know what the sad thing is, I say to people. I do believe we're going to Bitcoin to a million, but when we do have a million dollar Bitcoin, what is a million dollars really going to buy for you? You know what I mean? Because because we know inevitably, yeah, you know, yeah. my, my my grandpa definitely could buy a lot more than I can with my money. That's for sure. So
1: the way the dollar is going and the value is going. Um, I, I do want to ask you one other thing though about your, your your one last thing about your videos. Where do you come up with your intros from? Because you have the most creative intros of. <laughs> Videos. <laughs> um, well, you know, I used
2: to, I used to make, <laughs> thank you. I used to make all of my intros. Like I used to make them all like every morning I would sit there and I would just make this funny intro just to like make it more lighthearted. I felt like crypto channels were too serious. Um, but nowadays I still do make them, but there's, there's become so many meme creators now. Like, like it's become like sort of like a little niche of people that I do, uh, often, uh, I borrow them. You know, I always give credit and stuff like that. So I, I do give shout outs to people. I, I just, I just find them or I make them or, I mean, it's literally every day there's new memes. I just like to share them. So, um,
1: cause they're like, they're, they're, it's, it's very unique. And I'm like, we know, I saw your video. I'm like, okay, what does he have today? And it's like, it's just, I don't know how much time. You, have. you know, it's, there's a lot of guys that make them. I mean, RDBTC,
2: he's, he's hilarious. Uh, naive makes a whole bunch. I love his content, crypto meme factory. So I, I do, I do. You know, I obviously give credit. I like to put their intro, but then you know, I I make I make my own as well sometimes. So, um, and it's it's actually kind of funny because I, I got like a folder saved, and there's like ones that we used in previous you know bear markets, and like now the price is
1: down. I'm like, well, time to break out the old bear meme part for uh, <laughs> uh <Yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> I meme. Mean, so, Dude, you know, well, what, what's up? Well, speaking of that, so one final question on the on the crypto end. Um, you know, people watching this video, I, I, there's a lot of new people that are coming to the podcast, which I appreciate, but I want people to kind of like, and like you said, you know, I feel like four or five years ago, I didn't see a lot of people trying to give the advice. Like, remember when things were going up in 17, I didn't hear a lot of cash out, cash out. I, a lot of people were like, tuning their own horns and this and that. And I didn't feel like they really gave stuff back. So I feel like people that have been in now three or four or five years kind of need to do our best. So, you know what? Look, hey, this is the good, this is the bad. Stay grounded, right? Um, so I would ask for, for new people watching this and, and people that are concerned right now. Now, like you said, because some people are, oh my gosh, it's going to zero, right? They're thinking that. What would you tell a new trader or a nervous trader that's watching stuff right now? It's just kind of like, please, we're scared. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they feel like I'm never going to make gains again. Like, what would you tell them over 2022? Kind of some advice to just, you know, best way to look at it. Just the market. And I mean, the markets in general, all crypto markets.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm more of a crypto guy. So I can't really give too much input on stocks. Um, I don't own any stocks. I've never bought any stocks. They just don't interest me personally. But um, in crypto, Yeah. I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, don't do what I do. Okay, I was crazy. I I went all in, but I, I didn't really have any responsibilities and I was willing to take those risks. But to anybody who's if you like if you're freaking out right now and you're new, those two things, those two things, if you're freaking out and you're new, it tells me that you're over leveraged. You're too invested and you obviously have money in crypto that you are concerned about. So if you're like living paycheck to paycheck or you have bills or you have a family and, you know, you're just going into all these crazy altcoins and you're seeing your portfolio down 60, 70, 80 percent today and you're having a panic attack, I think it's time to reevaluate your you know risk tolerance for this type of thing and i never advocate like i would never tell someone to go take out a loan to buy crypto i wouldn't do that that's crazy that's irresponsible so i would definitely say calm down you know it's okay i know crypto we're gonna we're gonna be our own banks it's okay if you have some cash on the side and and as and and going back to what you actually said in the very beginning of this video Dollar cost averaging. There's nothing wrong. Like, I don't know what a person makes in a week, but I can tell you this. Most people can go a week, uh, you know, taking 10% out and usually won't affect. You can usually trim 10% off of any of your weekly income by just sort of moving around some things, cooking at home, not going out as much, not buying the clothes or whatever it is that you need to do. And just dollar cost average into Bitcoin. You know, maybe some Ethereum, and then if you want to do like a one percent, two percent, three percent allocation to some of these speculative plays, fine. But if you find yourself in a position where you're honestly panicking over what's happening right now, then I just think you're over leveraged, and and I think that um, yeah, that's really all it is. I mean, that that's what it is. That's what happened to me. You know, I lost ninety percent of my portfolio at the end of twenty eighteen, and I had I was sitting, I was laying in bed like. I need to fix, I need to reevaluate, you know? And that's when I started saying, you know what? I am going to keep cash on the side. I know dirty, filthy cash, but you know what? How do you buy the dip if there's no cash? And how do you pay the bills if there's no cash? You got everything invested in altcoin XYZ and that thing loses 90%. What do you tell your family? What do you know when you when the house? You know, like, so it just, it's you just have to, but, but at the end of the day, it's a learning experience. You know, like I said, I can tell anyone this, but they have to go through
1: it. You know what? You're to. right. I just want, you know, look, if one person, you know, sees us, like, you know, what kind of like heeds that, you know what I'm saying? Or like pays attention. I just think that's cool. But like you said, a lot of times you just have to go through the cycle. So you've been it. I've been it. It's uh, that's the crypto space. Um, So a couple of personal questions. Um, What country, if you can get on a jet right now, you're going to dinner somewhere. What country would you go to to go visit? Just spend some time. Where would you go?
2: Oh, man, I've actually done a lot of traveling recently. Um, oh man, I don't I don't know. To be honest, I went to we were I was in Dubai. That was kind of fun, but they're they're a little strict over there. Like it's funny like you come you go to Dubai and you realize a lot of the stuff you get away with here in 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 uh, like, you know, the United States, they don't they're not really I mean, they're very strict over there, so it's a little weird. Um, but I do respect them for being crypto Uh, I don't know, man. Tropical, anywhere tropical, to be honest with you. Honestly, like I don't care. Like I'll go any, any place that it's not snowing. It is literally snowing outside. Like there's snow and I'm freezing and I'm cold. So you know what? Just give me a warm place. I don't care. Anywhere warm right now
1: (laughs) in the Northeast. That's like the first thing you say, like an Island somewhere.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Just anywhere. Like just anything. That's not 30 degrees. When I walk out the door, I'll take so. no doubt, Oh, and
1: food. What's your go-to food? What's your favorite food?
2: Ah, my go-to food. Well, I love, um, I love tacos. I don't know why we have, we, we have like a taco Thursday, like every night at my house. We have this great place down the thing. I love eating that, um, huge, uh, huge Buffalo wing fan. I don't know if it was like, since I was a kid, I just love eating wings they are so good. Um, yeah. I mean, not, not really like a, not like a sugary guy. I'm more like a savory guy. I like the, like the, the salty savory flavors. So, um, but actually believe it or not, like, this is crazy. A lot of people don't know this, but you know, I, I, I do adopt mostly uh majority like plant based. I mean, I do eat, you know, I do eat, I'm not like a carnivore. I do eat meat, but I, I mostly just eat, um, like a lot of plant foods, you know, they're they're just like healthier for you. Um, And a lot of, they don't have as much like trans fat, all that other stuff. But uh, I don't feel really weird talking about food. People get offended. I I like all foods. I eat all foods. I, uh, but you know, I do like, I do the, uh, the celery juice in the morning, you know, that's trying to, trying to live a little longer, you know?
1: Like people learn like a little personal side of the guest and all that, and then I guess so I, let me end on a different question then because like one other personal one. um, When you're working and stuff, what do you have on in the background? You have podcast on, you have music, you have TV, you know what you're, you have silence. Like what, what do you have on in the background?
2: Uh, I tell you the truth, I am I am in the zone, man. It's silence. I I am I I come up here, I come up to my office right now. Obviously, you can see this is a green screen. That's you know you can see the back over there. Um, so yeah, I just come into this room. I sit down, I open up the the charts, I open up the news and I just focus, man. I just zone in. Cause what's actually kind of weird is I've had a lot of people come to me and ask me like, how are you able to put all this content out? What's actually interesting is I don't really even do this for the people. I do it for myself. Like I myself am very interested in what's going on fundamentally what's going on in the news. So my logic is if I'm going to wake up every day and do the research anyway, why not just share it in the end? So it's kind of like weird. It's like, I I don't really work. I guess like if I work, like the work is more of the annoying part. Like you got to edit the video, you got to make a thumbnail, you got to post it. But really for me, it's all just a, um, sort of, I, I, I don't know what the word would be. It's just, uh, like I'm literally just doing what
1: I would do anyway, (laughs) you know? Watching your videos, I can tell like there's a, like, a passion. You generally enjoy what you're saying. Like, I watch your videos, and like, you know, you watch some people's videos, and maybe they go through the motions. Like, you enjoy what you're talking about, and that's what I said before. To me, it's like you're sitting at a coffee shop talking to a friend about something, you know what I mean? Like, when you're talking crypto, you're talking it conversationally, and you, your videos come across. I'll share with you, you generally enjoy what you're doing. So, no, I, I get that. that. That makes sense. Like, you like doing yeah, it. I think if you don't enjoy what
2: you're doing, then you're probably in the wrong profession, you know. <laughs> And, yep. and that goes for anything in life. You know, I, I know people that, you know, like paint houses, you know, my, like my, or my dad, he's a landscaper, right? People, he literally loves landscaping. And I think that's why he's so good at it. He, he, he generally loves plants and like how to take care of them. And it makes him feel good when, you know, like, so he loves what he does and that's why he's the best locally. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm not like the best I don't claim to be, but I think the reason that I've ha- I've found success in this space is because I don't wake up every morning dreading that I have to make a video. I wake up excited to share what I've researched and found. So yeah, it, that's, to- that's
1: <laughs> oh, it definitely goes across. So to find the channel, uh, tell people where can they find your channel? Yeah. So for anybody who hasn't
2: uh, checked me out, it's crypt. It's just, you can look up crypto zombie uh, at Twitter at the crypto zombie, but obviously be careful. Um, I'm not verified on Twitter. I've asked them three times. I don't understand why they can't verify me. I am verified on YouTube. So for anybody, you know, there's lots of scammers out there all around. Be careful. Never trust anything that sounds too good. Never send money to anyone you don't know. Even if it's me, I don't ask for money. I don't want your money. Keep your money. You could do something else with that, you know, but always make sure that you're, you're visiting the verified YouTube, um, crypto channels. So lot lots of, lots of scammers out there, man. Be careful.
1: And they can find you on, of course, Twitter also, Twitter and YouTube. Yeah. There's at you the know.
2: crypto zombie Twitter. I have a telegram group as well. Um, I don't give signals or anything. We just hang out talk crypto. You can check that out. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah. I don't really use a lot of, not really a lot of social media. I'm pretty much very, very heavily YouTube. YouTube is where to find me. Yeah.
1: Well, that, that works. That works. And look, I, look, I got to tell you, man, I appreciate you making the time. Like I said, it's an honor to have you on, uh, and and just very cool for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Really Thank good. you so much, dude. And I know, I, I know, we've been talking
2: about this for months, and you know, I had a lot of home renovation going on and a whole bunch of other things. So, um, you know, I've actually even had people reaching out to me about doing interviews and stuff, and I said to them, "Listen, I, I, okay, but I got to do an interview with this guy because this guy's awesome. Uh, you've been a big supporter of the channel." I, I, you know, I saw you, I saw you commenting years ago. You're, you you know, you've been a member of the community for so long. You are the real deal. You are legit. And I can tell you have passion and you do care about people. You genuinely do. And, you know, we need more people like that in the space. So, you know, the pleasure and the honor
1: is all mine, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. That means a lot. Um, I do. I care about it. And I know you care about the space. And look, space is just going to do really well. So to have good content is awesome. Um, It's the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. K-Dub, the crypto zombie here. And uh, thanks once again, brother. Appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at @woofbigdog. Woof Big D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof Woof.